0: Hey, so I'm Kelly Johnson and I own Modesty Lane Marketing, which is a consulting, coaching and strategizing firm for entrepreneurs, freelancers and creatives. Um, we're based out of the San Francisco Bay Area and I have been blessed to be able to help people all around the United States. I have a background in psychology uh, in college and then I have a long-standing career in sales, um, award-winning career with former Fortune 500 companies. Um, Lots and lots of mentors that God has allowed me to be under to learn from. Um, I am an apostolic Pentecostal Christian, and that is why my company is called Modesty Lane. So I hope to bring my knowledge to my community first and foremost, and anyone else who's open to learning. I hope you enjoy the podcast and thank you so much for joining. Hey everyone, this is Kelly Johnson with Modesty Lane Marketing, and this is part two of how to find amazing deals on Craigslist. Let's start our episode off with what to type in the search bar. And from our last episode, we used the example of a couch, so let's stick with that example. When you're searching on Craigslist, you want to keep in mind that everyone calls something a little bit different. Let me explain that. So... I call it a couch, um, and there are other people that call it a sofa, there are other people that call it a settee, and then some people actually call it by what it really is, a recliner, a sectional, a loveseat, things like that. So you want to keep that in mind when you're searching. Try to think of all the things that the people around you may call it. And sometimes that's very culture dependent. You might want to think about you know, where you live and what the people there in that area Call that particular thing that you're looking for. You also wanna remember too, that there are people moving in from other areas um, that may live nearer to you that call it something different. So be sure to, in the search bar, um, search for as many different names for that particular item as you can. And you wanna do that one at a time, one name at a time. And one of our tricks from the first episode is to try to type in different spellings. For each thing that you're looking for, as well, that may help find some little treasures that way. The other thing I want to tell you is um, images. So you let's say you type in a couch and you want to um, you want to kind of narrow down whether it's worth it to go take a look at it by the image that's on Craigslist. You know the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, it's really true on Craigslist, and I'll explain why. So when you look at a picture, you'll be able to tell really what type of home that couch is in, or that item is in. We're going to use the example of a couch, just because I'm kind of couch crazy. I love couches and I have lots of them. Um, But So with the example of a couch, when you're looking at the pictures, you want to now people can't really, really take a picture of a couch on a table. I mean, this advice might not work if you're looking for Let's say um, a hat. Someone can easily just put on a table and snap a picture. But if it's something large that's actually in someone's home, like a couch, you'll be able to get a lot of information from the picture. And what I mean by that is you'll be able to tell um, you know what, what type of home it is. Like you can look at the flooring. You could look at the the wall behind the couch. You could look at the the night the table that's next to the couch. What's on the table? Is it a cluttered home? Is it a clean home? Is it a style that you would like? Would you live there? Um, those are really good things to keep in mind because as you're searching through many many pictures, you'll want to um, especially because it's a used item because Craigslist is a is a used marketplace. You'll want to be sure to help filter out for your own self um, which items you would be willing to to re-home into your own home and which items you wouldn't be just based on the picture. And so be sure to analyze and overanalyze every single picture. You can tell. So what I want you to do is to not give too much grace to people because of their pictures. So if you're looking at a picture and you see, well, I really, really like that couch, but I wish that. Um, that all those, the laundry wasn't on one side of it, and I wish there wasn't a cat on the other side of it, and all of that computer wiring underneath the floor, and I wish the picture was nicer, but man, that still looks like a really good couch. I bet you if I cleaned it up. Okay, do you see where I'm going with that? You don't want to talk yourself into something that you can automatically tell by the picture. This is probably not going to be a good fit for me, because I don't like pets and I don't like clutter and if this couch is coming from a home with things that I wouldn't allow in my home um, then it's probably not going to be a good fit no matter how much I clean it up and that's really good advice I mean I've had to learn that the hard way I, I can't tell you how many couches I've bought through the years that I didn't think to do that and brought it home and it smelled like smoke and you know, had a pet hair on it, and I didn't even think to ask: was it a no-smoking home, and were there any pets? So, be sure to just kind of go with your gut feeling in the picture. And my, my recent, um, recent, as in the last few years, my recent go-to thought is: um, if the picture looks like a house that I would want to live in, asp- that I would aspire to live in, um, then that that item's worth looking into. Okay, um, so try to look for for pictures of houses and and different things that are actually even nicer than your own. Then you know, okay, hmm, these live a lifestyle that um, that I aspire to, and so they their items. There's a good chance that they are clean and in good condition. That type of thing. Okay. Um, another thing you want to look for in pictures is you want to kind of determine whether what condition it's in because you have to figure that out on your own by looking at the picture. If you ask a person what condition the item is in, that's really relative and everyone selling their item thinks that their item is in good condition. And so... If you ask through email or text messaging, so what condition is your item in? You're almost always going to get a, a, oh, it's in great condition or it's in good condition. Well, again, that's very relative. And you want to be able to tell yourself by just looking at the pictures. So really spend some time studying the pictures. That's why they're there. Um, And if there's more than one picture, you know, just save yourself the time of traveling all the way to someone's house if you have the time to zoom into those pictures and and just really kind of decide for yourself well there looks like there's a little stain on this one part you know would i be could i live with that or could i try to get that out and so um, definitely analyze and overanalyze the pictures. That's what they're for. And, and a really good seller is um, will give you full disclosure and will actually take pictures of the parts that are scratched and damaged and spotted and, and will let you know that before you actually continue further in, in trying to purchase their item. So the next thing we want to talk about is what to do when you find the perfect picture and it's at a really good price um, and you want to negotiate now and you want to contact them. So the first thing you're going to do is is find out what is their method of being contacted. Some people like to be emailed. um, Some people like to be sent a text message. And what you're going to do, you can find that out in in Craigslist. And um, when you do reach out to them, either by text or email, the very first thing you want to ask them is this three simple words. Is this still available? Is this still available? Hey, that's forwards. Ha. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is you don't want to waste a lot of time with a lot of chatter if the item's not available, right? So there's no need to, to write, you know, hey, what condition is it in? Is it pet friendly? Uh, is it a smoking or non smoking home? How, you know, how much would, would you take? You don't want to ask all of those questions up front. We just want to know if it's available, okay? Um, if, it's a, it, if it is available, then we'll proceed to the next question. If it's not available, you'll know to move on to the next image in your search. Um, so let's say it's available and now you move on to step two in the in the negotiation process. The, the next thing you want to ask is would it be okay if... and then you put in the amount of money that you're willing to pay? And so well, actually, maybe that's not the next thing you ask. You may want to ask questions about pets and non-smoking if all of that stuff is important to you. Okay. But once you get through that piece of it, then the the next thing you want to ask is you want to get to negotiating pretty quickly because that's what Craigslist is about is people just want to sell stuff and they want to sell it quickly. They don't want to spend a long time in the, in the sales process. Um, but what you want to ask is, let's say, let's say the couch was hundred dollars. You want to ask, would it be, would would $60 be okay? And the reason why you want to ask it in that form, um, instead of saying, I'd like to offer you $60, okay, let's hear the difference in how that lands. If you typed, I'd like to offer you $60, you're going to be, there's a higher chance of you getting a no thank you than would $60 be okay? Those, that exact wording, would $60 be okay? Four words, question mark. And the reason for that is because as humans, we like it when people ask us if things are okay. If you think about it, if you're a mom and your kid comes in, in the room and they say, hey mom, you know, would it be okay if I had a, this chocolate cookie before dinner? Um, you know, you're going to think about it for a minute and your answer is probably going to be no. But just because they said, would it be okay? Um, there's just something that lands in the, in the mind and in the heart, um, that just kind of, it's a lot more tender. It's hard to, hard to put your, it's hard to put a finger on why you just have to kind of try it. It works in all scenarios. Would it be okay if, and you just fill that blank in and most people, um, love being asked, would it be okay? Um, rather than just being told, you know, Hey, I'm going to offer you this amount of money. Um, so would it be okay? Would $60 be okay? Let's get back to the couch. Um, and then now that person has your email and they're looking at it and they're reading it. And the first thing in their mind is ah, shock. Are they kidding me? They want my $100 couch for $60. They've got to be kidding me. But now remember, this is all an email or text message. You're not with them. And so... When you ask, would $60 be okay? You leave it at that. Don't email them back. Let them make the next move. And here's why. Because everyone that's selling something on Craigslist, they have a time frame that they need to get that item out of their house. Okay? Nobody puts anything up on for sale um, that they intend to keep. And so they want it gone. And so at some point, the value of the item goes down. Because as they get close to their end date, this has to be out of here because we have to move or whatever the scenario is, um, that item becomes close to free, especially if it's a large item like a couch and they can't move it. It's going to cost people money to move big items. They'll have to haul it away, which costs money. Even if they give it to Goodwill, it would cost them to get it there or to have them pick it up, however that's done in your state. And so that's why you just ask the question, would $60 be okay? And always go in, like, I always try to go in a little bit above half. So if the couch is a hundred dollars, you don't want to offer them $50. I don't know. For some reason, half is kind of insulting. And so go a little bit above half $60. would $60 be okay. Would $65 be okay. You can even go up to 75 if you don't feel comfortable going that low. Um, but just you want to start off kind of low just to give some room for negotiation because they're going to come back. They may say, yeah, you know, we need to have it out. Can you come get it in an hour? We need to be have it out today. Um, come get it. Or they may say, uh, no, actually $60 is way too low, but we will take $95. So you need to give yourself some negotiating room because your next response is going to be, well, would $75 be okay? And what you're doing is you're giving them time to think about that again. Hmm. And they're going to think, and everyone's had this experience who's a seller on Craigslist. Do I take this offer or do I risk the chance that there will be no more offers after this? And then I'll really be stuck with this item. And so you have to give people time to process that. And so after you make your question you know would $75 be okay then you just back away and give them time if it takes them a day or two to respond that's okay they could be showing it to other people and you know again it depends on the urgency if you absolutely love the item and you have to have it and you're willing to pay full price then go for it you know get in there and be the first one to get it but if you have time and you have you know the ability to to just kind of play around with room for negotiating. This is the best way to get the most amazing deals on Craigslist because again, people have uh they have a drop dead deadline to where they have to get the thing out of their house. And so um you just kind of, you know, don't seem that desperate. That's that's really the, what it's about. Is by giving them room to breathe and if they come back and they say well, no, $75 is not okay. I really won't go any lower than 95 Now the ball's in your court. You have to decide if you want to pay $95 or if you want to just sit on it and wait for a little while. And if you sit and wait for a little while, then you can just respond back and say, Hey, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to pass for now, but I'd love to leave the door open just in case you're not able to sell it by the time that you leave. And, you're, and you are willing to take my price, feel free to contact me again. And that way you've left the door open for them, because again, a lot of things don't get sold. And if there's no one there that says, hey, if you don't want your item, then please contact me. Then they, if they don't know that that option's available, they may just put it out on the side of the street at, when they move, and it sits there and... You know, they're not even thinking about contacting all the 20 people that tried to get it for lower the week before. So those are just some tips. I hope that helps you. Um, And happy hunting on Craigslist. Definitely let me know uh, what treasures you find.